Thanks for tuning in to the Met Church Podcast. Here at the Met, we are all about connecting people to God and one another. If you have any questions or want more information about what's going on here at the church, then head to our website at metchurch.com. We would love to stay connected with you throughout the week through social media, so be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, enjoy the message. Hi, everybody. We're happy to welcome you to the weekend after Christmas. Wow, Rob, this year has gone by so fast. So Can you fast. believe it? So fast. Man, did y'all have a good Christmas? We had a very good Christmas. Awesome. Always, always, always good. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, nice to be able to still come into people's homes even right. afterwards uh, right. uh, of doing this. I think that's one thing we learned through mm-hmm. this whole COVID thing is how, to, how yeah. to get to people even when they can't get on campus. Yeah. How many times this year have you heard Rob say, if you're watching, share this service with somebody, <laughs> you know? So we'd say again, if you're watching, share this service because you never know who might be... Um, watching or who might be interested in watching us as well. So I hope you guys have had a wonderful Christmas. The Christmas Eve services are behind us now. And uh, really, we're just on the brink of a brand new year of, of ministry and opportunity. And it's exciting to see what God may do through the church in this coming year. Yes, it really yes, is. very much. And I think the this series is a, is a fitting end to this year. Yeah. I, I love uh, the whole thing that you've been going through this with expect the unexpected yeah. because that's what this year has been about. Boy, so. it has. It has. And, you know, just to recap the titles, Rob, we talked about, remember the first weekend out, talked about how to have joy for a stressful heart. You guys remember that weekend? Yeah. And we talked about how the heart can get stressed up, you know, during the holiday season. You know, it's the most wonderful time of the year, right? You sing that song, you sang that song, but it's also so stressful. stressful oh, my stressful God. Stressful time of the year. Stressful time. What is it? The jingle bells now become juggle bills. <laughs> juggle bells. <laughs> so, man. <laughs> That's for January, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're there. And then the second weekend, we talked about how to have peace for a troubled heart. And we used that John 14, right, mm-hmm. where Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. And really the takeaway from the message, if you guys recall, is the fact that it is possible to have an untroubled heart with a troubled life. Right. The trouble can be all around you, but it doesn't have to get inside of you. And so that weekend we talked about that. And then mm-hmm. the third weekend we talked about how to have comfort for a broken heart and how that comfort means to be encouraged, it means to be strengthened. Mm-hmm. And so many times when the heart is broken, it's discouraged, it's weak, right. you don't have energy. And when the Holy Spirit provides that comfort, and sometimes the comfort he provides is through his people, right. uh, through his church, uh, then the heart gets stronger and the heart uh, uh, gets encouraged. And we dealt with that. Then we, the next week, we talked about how to have hope for a hardened heart. And we talked about how just as our physical heart can have calcium, you know, build up, can become hardened. Uh, the old timers called it hardening of the arteries, you know, it's calcium deposits. Well, our spiritual hearts can get hard too. Yes. So we talked about how when your heart becomes hard, how important it is and how necessary it is for your heart uh, to become healthy again, so you can function as God designed you to function. And then we dealt with, remember Rob, on Christmas Eve, we talked about how to have love uh, for an empty heart and how Jesus came into the world. That beautiful birth announcement, I love it, uh, to the shepherds, for unto us, born this day in the city of David, a savior. Uh, He didn't say, you know, um, a, a friend, though he was a friend. He didn't say a helper, though he was a helper. He said the very thing that Jesus came in the world to do. He said the very most important thing that we needed we needed a savior, and we talked about that. And this weekend, we're talking about how to have a blessing for a needful heart. 
And we, we got the idea from the fact that when you consider the heart, the heart is more than the muscle that is pumping blood through our body. But yet when you think about a healthy physical heart, you think about the action of the muscle pumping blood, right? How the, the, it receives and gives, it receives and gives. And in that pumping motion, our bodies are healthy, our heart is healthy. So when you carry that analogy over to the spiritual heart, uh, the mind, the will, the emotion, the spiritual heart, well, if our physical heart is healthy because it's pumping, right. then our spiritual heart stays healthy because it's pumping. It's giving and receiving, it's giving and receiving, it's making a difference, and I think that's uh, really what we wanted to kind of talk about today. Yeah, well, you have that, to have that life-flowing thing, uh, Amen. because, you know, think about in, in Israel, what, right. what, what it, why is the Dead Sea the Dead Sea? Great point. Because all it does is receive, yeah. and it doesn't flow out, Amen. and nothing can live in it. And I think the thing that right. we have to realize that if we're not doing as we're designed, which is to give and receive, right. then we're really kind of spiritually dead You're right. in that, that same right. feeling. And really, we want, our, we want our church to be healthy. We want our church to receive and to give. And, and boy, that's when you think about all the ministry that's happened through Help Out, and you think about all the people that have gone online and started mm -hmm. giving through the life of our church and all that. I mean, that's a sign of a healthy church. Mm -hmm. It really is. When a church is receiving blessing from God, receiving favor of God, and then in turn, giving that because we don't want to, we don't want a dead sea ministry. We don't want our church to end up like that. We want to be not only receiving from God, but we want to be giving. Well, you said that. Yeah. I remember way back in March and we were sitting there and, right. and everything was shutting down and we oh, didn't know man. what to do. And, and the first thing you said was, we're still going to be the church. Right. And so through that, doing, you know, we kept doing live, yeah. <laughs> we were doing live services with yeah. nobody there. And even though we're doing right. this and you're not there, it was the same thing that we did back in, in March. But the other thing was we knew that people were going to be hurting. Yeah. And so we upped um, what we could do Amen. with the with the Help Out Center. And that's what we did. We doubled. And, and right. what you need to realize is that we went from doing a couple hundred families to over 350 families um, during the week. And, and, and it went from uh, 3,000 or so people to over 6,000 people right. that were receiving food mm. every single uh, week. And that's why in year end, we were talking about, and you might have heard about this because we were talking about year end giving, is uh, we're planning on building a help out center. Amen. And, and we need your help to make yeah. sure that we're doing that. And uh, this center is going to provide a chance for us now to not just feed people on Saturdays, which is what we've been doing. Right. What you need to understand is that uh, every Thursday is when we start collecting food. And they put it together Thursday and Friday. We give it out Saturday. And, and then we have to turn the, that room back yeah. around because right. we have services. Well, sure. And uh, now we're going to have a center that it actually can operate every single day of the week. I love that. And so we can take something that we doubled and even double again. Yeah. And so that's what, wow. again, give and receive, give and, and receive. And boy, talk about some heroes in our church, those volunteers and our staff that, that make the Help Out Center happen week in and week out, setting that up, breaking that down, ministering to thousands of people. Wow, that's how amazing are they? You talk about a people who are receiving and giving, receiving and giving, and pumping the life-giving message of Jesus to other people. Boy, that group is a great representation it is. of our church. And really, I know God allows you know the people in heaven to kind of look in and see some of the things that happen here on earth. You know, when the Bible says there's rejoicing in the presence of the angels when a sinner repents. So 
there is some information that gets through to heaven to those of our loved ones who are there, the things that get through there that are happening here on the earth that blesses them. And I really believe, Rob, one of the things that God has allowed Cindy to do is to look in and to see the families and the lives that are being impacted through Help Out. Because really she had that in her heart. Mm -hmm. When we started at Carroll High School, she said, you know, I'd love to see our church get to a point where we could do this kind of ministry. Mm -hmm. And she saw a little bit of that. It was happening before she went to heaven. But I really believe, and it blesses my heart to think that the Lord lets her kind of look in and see that. Amen. And so I'm so, man, it's just, it's just, we have so much for which to be thankful. We do. I mean, God's doing some incredible things. But you know, it all goes back to kind of the principle that we're talking about uh, with the message today, and that is this principle of the pumping heart. It's the receiving of the giving, receiving God's blessing, receiving his mercy, receiving God's grace, receiving resources from God, and giving, making it happen, not being the Dead Sea, right. but being a life-giving church. And, and I'm excited about the opportunities, Rob, mm -hmm. through the building of the new Help Out Center and what, that, what that's gonna do for us. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think you, you guys are just gonna be blown away at, I believe, the numbers of people that we're going to continue to reach far greater than what we've reached during this past mm -hmm. year. I think this will be amazing, mm -hmm. really. And I think people need to also understand that, that it's, uh, it's that we're receiving all of this, that everything we have is from God. God right. has blessed us with all of these things, and that's what we're needing to get yeah. back. And I think what happens to so many people is we give to people to receive from people. Yeah. And the thing is, no, that's yeah. not how it was set up. Actually, yeah. if you go back into the first century, when you look at what was going on, uh, the Romans, they had this uh, term called liberalitos. And what that is, was basically give to somebody who can give back to you. Right. So, in fact, the, the emperor would write it on the coins, mm -hmm. uh, the gold coins, and he would go through the streets and he'd throw it out there. And basically what he was saying was, I'm giving to you and now you owe me. Yeah, well. And, and in, but Jesus comes on and he says, no, that's not how it is. Yeah. That you give to people who can't give yeah, back yeah. to you. Right. And I think that's really when you see the heart, when we're talking about blessing right. for, a, for sure. an evil heart, is that, that we, we provide a blessing for people mm -hmm. that are needful. I agree. But we have a needful heart. Mm -hmm. And the fact that when we give the blessing, not only do they feel mm -hmm. the blessing, but we get the blessing. Amen. And I Amen. think that's what this message is, is about. And I think yeah. that's why it's something that all of us have to hold on to right. and really uh, understand. Yeah, because, you know, Jesus said you cannot give as much as a cup of cold water in my name without me rewarding you. So uh, the, the motivation, unlike in Rome, is not we give to, so these people can give back to the, to the church. The motivation is we give to these people knowing they can't give back to the church, but knowing that God will, and Amen. he will, you know, it's kind of like we were talking about, instead of asking God to bless what we're doing, let's start doing what he's blessing. And this is one of the things that God is blessing, and that is when we help people and we reach out, because guys, the significance of this, when we're helping people through this Help Out Center, is we're giving an opportunity to our church to share Jesus with mm -hmm. them, to show his love, um, uh, to, to really, um, to, to be the message before we preach the message, right? To qualify what we're about to say by what we do. Someone as well said, what you do speaks so loudly, people don't hear what you say. Yeah. So it's important that we, that we not only tell people about Jesus, but we show Jesus mm -hmm. to people. And, and this ministry that we're talking about, uh, with your help through the year-end uh, offering, will give us yeah. an opportunity to really demonstrate at a greater level than we have this past year, that great love of Jesus. It's the Maya Angelou quote, and the yeah. fact that they might not remember what you say, they might not remember what 
you know, how you, how you said it, but they'll yeah. always remember how you, uh, you made them feel. Amen. And the fact is, that's really the idea. The people that have come to be a part of the, the help mm-hmm. out ministry, that have come to, mm-hmm. to get aid, right. um, feel welcome. Yeah. And they don't feel looked down on. They yeah. feel accepted. And, right. and that's really because of you and how you serve mm-hmm. is the fact that we're just being the hands and feet of Jesus. Sure. We're doing what he is. And right. and if somebody is down, you know, on their luck at this time and, and what's going on, well, we're there to pick right. them up. Amen. And that's really what the, mm-hmm. the church is supposed to be. That's what the first century church was. And, and right. that's what we want to be is that kind right. of church. Well, there was a dynamic in that first century church uh, in Acts chapter 4 where it says they had all things common. Right. Now, that wasn't socialism, and that's not what was being taught there. What it was saying is they were going through a desperate need. And when they were going through a desperate need, they were willing to give what they had received to help people who were less fortunate. And in that dynamic, there's the Greek word koinonia. Mm -hmm. It's the idea of sharing something with someone, and then you go to the next level of that, which is sharing in something with someone. Mm -hmm. And when you share something with someone, you help them, but when you share in something with someone, you really minister to them. And we've seen that happen uh, with Metaglacia. We've seen that happen with many ministry opportunities that we have received uh, through the gifts that you guys have given. And uh, God is, again, we're doing what he's blessing and God is honoring that. And I believe he'll continue to honor that. When we started, I was telling Rob, when we started at Carroll High School, a lot of what we did in terms of presenting vision to the church was this idea that guys, if you can give and partner and give of the Lord's tithes and give of your offerings, if you can do this, what we will in turn eventually do is X, Y, and Z. You know, we're gonna get a building, we're gonna one day have staff, one day we're gonna help people who are less fortunate. But at Carroll High School, none of that, I mean, we didn't have, we didn't have a building, <laughs> right. we didn't have anything. We, that was we, a dream. We had a dream, yeah. that's it. And all we did was present the dream. And now we're about to go into our 25th year of ministry, believe it or not. And in this 25th year, now we're a proven commodity. Right. Now you can say, wow, this is what's happened as they have received the offerings from the Lord, they have given and they have absolutely done what they set out to do in terms of build a facility, build a staff, build a ministry that is helping reach people who do not know Jesus and particularly reaching people who are broken. So in this, we find health. When a church receives and gives, we see health. And healthy churches grow. Mm-hmm. And that's the, really guys, that's the thing we ought to be interested most about our church is that our church remains healthy. And we want to share a couple of passages with you and comment on you on them before we go. But one of them I, I, I share with Rob was in mm-hmm. 2 Corinthians 9. It's a great passage. It's, it involves the church at Corinth. And the church at Corinth was a... Um, a very wealthy church. In some ways, it was very carnal. But if the church had uh, to name something, it did right. Mm -hmm. It did giving right. I mean, they were a very generous people. God had blessed them. They had successful people in the church, had successful business people in the church. They caught onto this idea of giving of the Lord's tithes, giving of their offerings. And then through the church at Corinth, people were being impacted in a positive way. And Paul complimented them for their giving. And in fact, listen to 2 Corinthians 9. Let me give you three quick verses, starting in verse six. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds gets a small crop. 
but the one who plants generously gets a generous crop. That makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Verse seven, he said, you must each make up your own mind how much you should give. Paul said, I can't put a number in there. I can't quantify that for you. You've got to come to terms with it. Don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. I say amen to that. I don't know if you guys have been around ministries that pressure you into giving. My dad, I always joke about, I've got some preaching Bibles in my office from my dad, and I can go over to those passages on tithing, and those things are still smoking like old <laughs> nuclear reactors, man. He would, anyway, <laughs> some, they gave out responses. We put a little pressure on, but it goes on to say, for God loves the person who gives cheerfully. Now that's the goal. We want you to be happy about it. But on the on the flip side, you know, if, if they want to be grumpy about giving, that's okay too. But the point is, if you want the real blessing, God loves a cheerful giver. And then the last verse is verse eight, and God will generously provide all you need. Then he says, you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Rob, if that verse isn't true, then John 3, 16 isn't true. true. Right. I mean, we have to rely on the principle of the farmer and God, and, and God used the Apostle Paul to teach this principle to people, give, receive, give, receive. And as you're giving and receiving, that heart is pumping. You're blessing not only your life and your family, you're blessing your church, who, if they're doing it right, is mm -hmm. blessing the community where they serve. And that's the kind of church we want to be. I, I think, honestly, like you said before, I think that's the kind of church we are. Amen. Because one of the things when we first got into this lockdown pandemic thing, right. you know, we wanted to do ministry and we were thinking, well, you know, we want to keep doing it, but, you know, with people not coming, are people going to right. be giving? Are people right. going to be, yeah, you know, scary. doing the tithe? And, and uh, you know, we committed, no, we're going to right. take on Amen. twice as many people. We're yeah. going to keep doing what we're doing. We did. And it's been through the faithful giving um, of our our members and, right. and uh, of doing that, that it's allowed us to keep doing all the things we have and, and it's allowed us to do things like this. We've updated Mm -hmm. um, you know, our facilities yep. in a way that we can actually come online and do more things yeah. uh, than we were doing before. And, and we're finishing a couple of other studios that we've mm -hmm. had, you know, we've got the, the recording studio. We just did a, right. uh, you know, a, right. a Christmas song that's that out music? there. Make sure you, make sure you're oh, doing yeah, yeah, that. Check Met that Church, out. It's really good. Met, Met Church Music. And then, uh, we've got a production suite that's allowing us to be able to do something different online than what we do actually in the main room. Right. And so there's so many different things, but it's all because of the fact that everything we're doing is trying to reach people. And you might be going, well, why are we doing so much online? Why yeah. are we doing this? Well, it's because of the fact that we've seen life change. Again, yeah. it goes back to what you're saying is that we want to do what God has blessed. And God has blessed us through this time away. Yes. He's blessed us through what we're doing online. Right. And it's because you've been sharing it and right. plus, but you've been giving. So. Amen. Yeah, we just decided, you know, we're not mailing it in. We're not giving up. We're not giving out. We're not gonna, you know, we're, we're not gonna raise the white flag. God is in control. We've read the last book of the Bible. We win. <laughs> so it's gonna turn out okay. And the only, guys, the only institution in the world that is guaranteed to provide stability, to be unchanging, to be a rock, is his church. Amen. And with his church is his word. He said, heaven and earth will pass away. My word will not pass away. His church one day will be in heaven with him. So he, when you anchor to the church and you get into his word, you're anchoring to something that is solid, stable, unchanging, absolutely certain. Mm -hmm. And when you invest in the life of a church, you're investing in something that is guaranteed to bring about dividends. Not only will God bless you here, 
he'll bless you in heaven as well. And that narrative there in 2 Corinthians, he really talks about a principle. First thing I want you to see is the principle that he talks about. The principle is the principle of the farmer. Did you catch that? And the principle of the farmer is this. First of all, you reap what you sow, mm -hmm. what you sow. Uh, Galatians 6, 7, whatsoever one sows, the very thing he'll reap. If you sow corn, you're not gonna get, you know, you're not gonna get wheat. You're going to reap exactly what you sow. The second principle is you reap where you sow. When you reap into a certain field, you can expect, uh, or rather when you sow into a certain field, you can expect to reap in that field. And then the third principle is you reap more than you sow. Mm -hmm. You always reap, and boy, Rob, when you understand Paul wasn't just teaching these guys how to be good farmers. You right. know, even though they were, it was an agricultural world, they knew something about it. He was speaking their language, mm -hmm. but he was talking to them about when you give into the life of God's church, you reap what you sow, if you sow resources, God says, I'm gonna bless you with more resources, give and receive, remember the heart pumps. You reap where you sow, mm -hmm. you sow into your church, God's gonna bless you from your church, mm -hmm. and you reap more than you sow. God will not be a debtor to anyone. You, you know, I believe this so strongly about those mm -hmm. principles. I think God would bless an atheist yeah. that, that blesses ministry that he's a part of because he, he won't be a debtor to anyone. Mm -hmm. So this principle of the, of the farmer is a pretty powerful principle. It, it, it very, very much so. And I, I kind of go back to even the idea of what you said there, that you reap more than you sow. And what Paul was actually talking about that, that excess right. in First uh, Timothy 6. And this is what he says there. Mm -hmm. He says, command those who are rich in this present world. And that's basically when he's talking about being rich, what he's saying is after you pay all your bills, yeah. after you, you know, do all the incidentals mm -hmm. and all this right. kind of stuff, you still have stuff left over sure. that you're rich. And so that's right. kind of, you get more than you sow. He said, command those who are not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in the wealth, which is so uncertain. Yeah. That's the thing is the wow. fact that God that's is certain. True. Yeah. What you have is not certain. Not. And then he says, but put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Yeah. And I think that's the thing when you go back to, again, the cheerful giver. Right. Is the fact that God has blessed us with more. Amen. Well, he wants us just to enjoy what we have. Amen. But he's saying, don't. Don't think that um, it's your wealth that's going to get you through things. Right. Because so many times, I think mm -hmm. Solomon talked about that yeah. same thing. It's the fact that, that I don't want to put my hope in my wealth. Amen. That I want to put my hope in God because yeah. I always wanted to be dependent. And right. so Paul is saying in that, yeah. that when God blesses you, mm -hmm. the principle is realize that's who gave it to you. Amen. And so you need to keep thinking that, man, God has given to this me, so I'm not going to put my my hope in that. I'm going to keep my hope in God. Amen. Because he is the provider. He's the provider. He is the provider. Not, not, the, not the resources, but it's the resource provider mm -hmm. that you put your hope in. And really, when you talk about rich, you think about our nation and the people. The poorest among us are far wealthier. Right than most people that live in the other parts of the world. I mean, we take the group, uh, well, pre-BC, before COVID. Before yeah. COVID. They were yeah. taking people over to Bayamba uh, and, and to see the orphanage there. And um, Mary would tell you, and anyone that's been there would tell you, man, I, we're blessed in terms of our resources far more than some of those kids over there uh, in terms of resources and blessing. So everyone, when you think about it in our mm -hmm. country, certainly has something uh, to give. Well, you know, we, in our country, we talk about, you know, the 1%. Right. And uh, the, the stats actually show this, that if your household income is more than uh, $40,000 a year, right. you're in the top 1% of wow. all the wage earners in the world. Wow, that's incredible. 
And so, so that's the kind of thing, and, and that we're not trying to guilt anybody into this. We're going right. back to a principle. That's back to the pressure, right? Right. <laughs> we're not yes. doing that. We're not doing that, but right. we're, what we're saying is the fact that God is, is wanting the heart thing going. Amen. And the fact that I'm blessing you, so after you've taken care of all the mm-hmm. things that you need to take care of, right. you've got stuff yeah. left right. over to help other people. Yeah. Yeah, this series, remember, is about having a healthy heart. And one of the things that makes your heart healthy is when it's exercised, when it's pumping. Mm-hmm. And so Paul talks about the principle, the principle of the farmer, sowing and reaping. The second thing was what we call the practice, the practice. It's getting into a, a rhythm. He said, verse 7, remember, make up your own mind what you should give. Don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a cheerful giver. What's incredible about COVID um, on a positive note is it has allowed people to find creative ways to give. Mm-hmm. It used to be, man, when I grew up, Rob, I know when you <laughs> grew up in church, you know, you, we brought our, our envelope to the Sunday school class and we would give our offering there. And boy, now, you know, with the COVID stuff now and with the technology, uh, you can give, you know, through your smartphone, you can give online. A lot of our people, and God bless you for doing it, you, you've set it up for uh, reoccurring gifts mm-hmm. uh, so that you say, you know, look, I may be out of town, I may be somewhere else, but I want to be sure that I'm supporting my church on a regular basis. And I really think that's the point Paul was talking about, not technology, obviously, but he was saying, as a Christ follower, and I'm receiving ministry from this church, and I believe in what they're doing, I can see what they're doing, I want to be a part of this. So Paul said, well, think about that. Determine what you should give, dedicate to do it, and then delight in it. Be, be cheerful about it, because here's something I, I don't want you to miss, because I think this is important. And that is when you give anything, God purposes in your heart, you purpose in your heart, you give anything to the church, you then are a part of everything the church does. I don't know if people always think about it that Mm -hmm. way. You know, because we have some people that will give to specific needs that we have in the church, and that's wonderful when God leads you to do that. But there are people who will just say, I'm just giving to the church. Right. And when you give to the church, you're giving to all All those things. things. And I don't know that people always think about it in that way. So that's why that principle, I think, is so important where Paul says, look, it's sowing and reaping. That's the pumping action. So you you need to make a practice of this. You need to really think through it, Mm -hmm. own it, you know, be a part. And everybody has to do that. I don't, you know, I don't know what's in your heart. You don't know what's in mine. But I would say use this year-end time as a time of reflection, reflection. thinking about it, saying, you know, yeah, I'm going to make an investment in the life of this church and um, I'm going to do it on a regular basis. On a regular basis. Yeah. That's the practice. How do, we, how do we do that? It's the giving and the receiving. And uh, Paul, again, when you go back right. to 1 Timothy 6, mm-hmm. he, he went on to say that, that command them to do good. These are the people that have right. this extra. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds. Amen. And to be generous. So basically, it comes down to: Are you serving others, and are you giving to others? Right. And 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 again, we go back. We've been talking about the Help Out Center, right. but it's the perfect example of sure. this because I mean, these are people that have been coming on Thursdays to to start getting the food ready. They get right. to Fridays to even set it out further and right. put everything out so they can give it out on. Amen on Saturday as far as what people are coming. And it's just that whole idea that they're not only giving with their their resources, but right. they're giving with their time and they're doing yeah. good deeds. And and what did Jesus say in, in Matthew 5? He said, you know, that uh, let your light shine before men yeah. so that they see your good deeds. Right. And then what happens? Glorify Glorifies. your father. Glorify. So what happens is that when people see us doing this, right. they're going, wow. 
and God is getting the glory. Mm -hmm. And that's why yep. that when we're doing this give mm -hmm. and receive, give and receive, that not only are we receiving a blessing, yep. but God's receiving glory. Amen. And that's why we should do it. And really, everybody in our church who manages money, who have mm -hmm. resources, uh, will tell you that one of the ways they do that is they keep their money working. Mm -hmm. You know, they keep their money work. I mean, we call money currency, right? I mean, it's the idea that it flows. And so to keep your money growing and keep it working, uh, part of what we challenge you to do is to pray about what God would have you to give because you're investing in something that is a proven commodity. Mm -hmm. It is something that God has promised to bless. So back, instead of saying, oh, God, bless my investment, oh, God, bless what I'm doing with my money, now I'm giving my money somewhere where God says, now I'm going to bless what you're doing because you're doing what I'm blessing. I'm okay. blessing my church. And so I, I love that when mm -hmm. that becomes a real priority. Mm -hmm. Then the third okay. thing that we had to talk to you about is what we call the promise. And that's in verse eight. And God always blesses. Listen, we, I've heard this said all my life, you cannot outgive God. And that's so true, Rob, you, mm -hmm. you can't. Listen to what he says, and God, when you do these things, when you sow, uh, when you purpose in your heart and you give it cheerfully, here's the payoff, here's the promise. God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Amen. What a wonderful promise, guys. That's, that's not some snake oil salesman somewhere trying to talk you into something. That's right. This is a promise of God. The Apostle Paul told that church, look, when you get involved in this thing and you get into that cycle of receiving and giving and receiving and giving, you're absolutely promised by God, he's gonna bless you for it. And yeah. one thing about it, Rob, when you think about it, whatever you give into the life of God's church is an investment. Think about it this way, that will one day meet you on the other side. Amen. Well, that's what Paul actually said at the end of that 1 Timothy 6. He says this in, in, in verse 19. In this way, when you're willing to share, he says, in this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves Amen. as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of life that is truly life. And and what Paul is saying is the fact that if we don't want to have be dead spiritually, we want to have life spiritually, Amen. that it's all about giving and receiving. Mm -hmm. And not only um, are we making a, a blessing in somebody else's life, we're receiving mm -hmm. a blessing, but we're laying a foundation for us in Amen. heaven of where we're going to. Amen. Well, Jesus said, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And that's exactly how you do mm -hmm. it. That's exactly what he was, that principle he was teaching there. Well, folks, if you can tell, he and I are sold on this church. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> Our are. Our staff is sold on this church. I know you're sold on this church. You wouldn't be a part of it if you weren't. And so I can unapologetically, you know, set before you today, uh, come into wherever you're watching this, and I can unapologetically ask you to pray about what God would have you to do to partner with us into 2021 as we continue to expand the footprint of the ministry, seeing the things that God is going to do in and through us as we truly seek to do more of what he is blessing. And I believe, Rob, with all my heart, that is the way uh, to address a needful heart. It's a way to have a healthy heart. And we want our hearts to be healthy. And of course, the most significant way that you can have a healthy heart is when you put it in his hands. Amen. When you trust him as savior. And boy, we don't want to close this time together on this weekend without giving you an opportunity to trust Jesus. And how many people, Rob, did you say online had we discovered had if uh, Well, there it, was over a hundred that let us know. That let us know. Yeah. Right. We don't know how many received wow. but didn't didn't actually let us right. know. But it was over a hundred that we were able to reach back to and talk to and, and, then some, and wow. get going. And so 
you know, that's an exciting thing. I mean, one of the things we're going to build out in 2021, guys, is this online campus. Mm -hmm. We're reaching so many people through this uh, technology, and so thank God for it. But if you're one watching today, you've never trusted Jesus. What an amazing thing on the last Sunday of an old year, the last weekend of an old year to say, I'm going to start 2021 with a relationship with Jesus. I want my heart to be healthy. I want my life to be blessed. It's simple to have a relationship with Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Just humble your heart right where you are and say, Lord Jesus, with everything I know about me, I now trust everything I know about you. Come into my heart and forgive my sin. Be a reality in my life. I pray that you prayed that prayer. What should they do, Rob, if they prayed that prayer? What would you encourage them to do? Well, um, if you go into the comment session, and actually we'll put something up as far as right. uh, our our moderators that are online, mm -hmm. and just let us know. And uh, we have resources for you about what your next steps are. Yeah. And the thing is, we want to walk with you through this time. We don't want to just say, okay, good, now yeah. figure it out on See your you own. See you in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> we want to walk through you, so let us know. And, uh, and, and and if you know somebody that's given their heart to Christ but hasn't really kind of figured out what to do, Give us their Amen. name. We'll contact them as Amen. well and and, uh, and help them as far as their next steps and, and uh, so that they can get into this life-giving uh, lifestyle of, of giving and receiving. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. It's been great. Had a good time, man. That's it. It's going to we'll be a good new year. And we'll see you next year. Yeah, next year. <laughs> see you guys. Love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have any questions or prayer requests, please contact us by visiting metchurch.com so that we can follow up with you this week. We look forward to seeing you next week.